We're going to be in the first epistle of Peter. And it says the first letter of Apostle Peter to the church. And everything that was to the church was given to the apostles. That we would have instructions, wisdom, and understanding to live by. Come on, somebody. The four gospels was on point. But our learning comes from the epistles, from the apostles. Come on, somebody. First thing, saints need to get an understanding that the apostles were sent for the perfecting of the saints in the body of Christ. However, we have gotten off trying to apply the word of God to the life of sinners. Every time we turn around, we want to point to the sinner's life by the word of God. The word of God is sent to the believers. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. So the word of God has no meaning or no reverence to the unbeliever. But it came to change the life of him that would believe. We are living in the hour of the church, and we must take it in, we must rake it in and eat all of the goodness of the word of God that we possibly can. You cannot get settled on a little bit that you know. You got to always want to be hungry in the word of God. You got to always look for more in the word of God that will cause you to live and guess what? Be at peace within you and with man. Amen. Therefore, stop judging the sinner by God's word, for it came to perfect you first or judge you first. Apostle Peter was the most prominent disciple during the ministry of Jesus Christ and had a tremendous impact on the early church. The first 12 chapters of the book of Acts are devoted to his ministry and to the development of the church in the East where he was a dominant figure. Peter epistle is written to encourage the believers to endure the intense, the intense persecution that was prevalent in the area and to prepare the readers, including us, for this difficulty time. This difficulty time ahead, we are living in troublesome times. During that age of time, Christians were being executed for confessing they were Christians. Wow. They had 
had a, they, 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 they had enough of God in their heart to confess what they believed, even knowing that their, their, their life was in trouble? <laughs> Come on now. We can't take ridiculing about nothing. Huh? We'll, we'll shy away from our salvation anytime somebody got us backed up against the wall. The only way their freedom was offered is they would have to renounce their faith in God and worship the Roman God. Huh? Now we change God willingly. We lay down one God and pick up another. Come on, somebody. All we got, somebody got to do is come and make it sound good, Donnell. We'll drop it like a hat. Today, church has the freedom to worship God without fear of persecution. But that day is approaching quickly. One day, you will have the freedom of worship. What are you going to do then? Now you see why you need to suck up as much knowledge and understanding and much faith as you can get because there's going to come a time, guess what? Christianity worshiping ain't going to be wide open no more. <coughs> come on now. What are you going to do when you, get, when you can't afford to be seen with a Bible in your hand? You have to have the Bible in you. Huh? <clears throat> That's why you need to eat everything that God sent across the table because one day you're going to have to be able to pull it back up. You're going to have to be like that camel. You're going to have to have that hump in your back that when you get thirsty for the word of God, you're going to have to be able to bring it up. If you ain't got nothing in you, you can't bring nothing up. But how? Huh? And that air could be gas. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. So now you got freedom to worship God. And you almost need to be forced to come out to the house of God. Good God Almighty. We get this. Drag down spirit that don't want to go. But guess what? There's going to be a time you're going to wish you could go. Come on now. Just think about it. The God that you serve, the God that you believe in, you don't want to come and meet him. You don't want to come into his presence you don't never know what God got for you. But you get know what? You got to come and get it. Amen. There is coming a day you will be wishing you could come into the presence of God without fear of persecution. Peter used Jesus on suffering as, a, as the cornerstone for his encouragement and persuasion to hold on to the faith in Jesus Christ. Peter admonished the believers to suffer as a believer, not as a lawbreaker. Oh, we give more credence to the lawbreaker. They shouldn't have done that to him. What did he do? Huh? 
We get more credence to folks to get thrown in jail for crimes. Come on now. Then folks that be going to church. Oh, they shouldn't have done that to him. He shouldn't have did what he did. Amen. Come on now. Amen. We need to keep this reminder. The sinner will keep on sinning. And the saints need to stop sinning. Huh? Sinner gonna do what sinners do. You ought to know you used to be out there. We did what we were gonna do. Right or wrong, feel good or no feel good. Whatever we decided we were gonna do, that's what we did. Come on now. And you know what? And at that period of time, and your conscience didn't bother you either. Your conscience stopped bothering you when you found out what was right to do. Let us read the first epistle of Peter to get some clarity of our walk before God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. <coughs> Under the first topic of heaven is worth suffering for. Oh, heaven is worth suffering for? Yeah. I, I sure believe that. Yeah. If I got to suffer to get to heaven, bring it on. Yeah. I'm, hey, I, I'm not wanting it, but if that's what it's going to take for me to get there. Come on, somebody. If I got to go through some trials and some trials and some fires to get where I need to go, guess what? Bring it on. Because heaven is heaven has got to be your hope. Heaven has got to be your focus. And as they said, by any means necessary. That means if dropping you is necessary, boom, you finna hit the ground. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Let's read the uh, verses three through nine, I believe it was. Let's read it, please. kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed. Ho, 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 hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. I got to stop right there. Who are kept by the power of God. Who is that who? That who is you. Who is kept by the power of God through faith. You ain't kept if you ain't got no faith. Huh? Your faith is the main ingredients in your keeping. Unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. If you don't think that you're in the last time, you've been sleeping. You've been sleeping too long. Come on, somebody. This world is worse than it ever been since you've been knowing it. 
Huh? Read the book. Wherein you greatly rejoice through now for a season. If need be, ye be a heaviness through the manifest. Hold it, hold it. That you greatly rejoice through now for a season. You better get all the joy you can get right now. You better rejoice in God as much as you can right now. You better praise God as much as you can right now. Because guess what? When it comes, my God, my God, you're going to have to have something already stored up. You ain't going to be able to run to the church and get your dance on. huh? Your dancing got to already be in you. You got to be able to think about the goodness of Jesus and guess what? Get some gladness in you. You got to be able to thank what he had already done for you and get some joy in you. Why is it that right now where the freedom to rejoice in God, saints walking around with their heads down? Why? Ask yourself that question. Why? Is I'm so disquieted in my spirit. Out of all that God done brought me through. Amen. Hell, high water, wind, and the fire. That he brought me through. And I ain't got enough left in me to rejoice in him. I ain't got enough left in me to, to, to praise God for the work that he already done done. Come on now. Amen. If it had not been for God, some of you might have been crackheads. Huh? Drunks and winos. Holes and prostitutes. Come on now. Amen. You'd have been walking around like you thought you were something talking about who said pimping was over. You better thank God from where he brought you from. Huh? That little stuff we used to dibble and dabble in now, baby, it just blew out the roof. So you need to greatly rejoice. No, now for see, this is your season to rejoice. Because you don't know what the next season going to look like. Huh? Come on, somebody. You better enjoy God while you can enjoy him. While you got the freedom to enjoy him. It's amazing. We got freedom to, to enjoy God and we enjoy him less. We come up in the house of God like we ain't got nothing to be happy about. But he kept you breathing. He kept you coming to the house of God so that you can work on you. Oh, I see the problem here. We come to the house of God and we try to work on somebody else. You need to be working on you. Oh, seventh verse said, 
that the trial of your faith being more than gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearance of Jesus Christ, whom have not seen you love, in whom thou now see ye see not, you believe, you rejoice with joy, unspeakable joy, and you re receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your you better get your soul involved. You gotta get your soul involved. You gotta get you gotta get you some joy that come from God. Even when it don't look good, you still can rejoice. Huh? Come on now. The apostles, look what they went through. They went through hell and high water, but they found a reason to rejoice. Paul said, when I looked around and I didn't see nothing, I thought myself happy. Come on now. This thing's supposed to be already instilled in you. Peter said, we should be grateful and adore God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praising him for his abundance mercy, not just his tip, tip bit of mercy. He put an abundance mercy on you. My God, my God. That causes us to be born again, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. You guess what? But that's a problem right there. You still think you're working for your purpose. Come on now. You still got you at the top of the agenda. Wow. You're not dependent on God to make a way out of no way. I'm going to work this thing myself. <laughs> Keep on working. You go, run to John chapter 3 right quick. Come on, Tab. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Let's see, can we get some clarification on what it's going to take for your new birth? Let's get some clarification of what Jesus is still trying to instill in the people, and we keep denying the truth. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5 says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. 
You cannot get in now if you don't allow God plan to work in your life, the plan of salvation, a water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost because guess what? That is your ticket to glory. Fake it and shake it as long as you want them. But when the time come to rise, your shaking and faking ain't going to get you there. It's time to get the real thing. It's time to not play church, but be church. Come on now. Jesus plainly said, except a man be born again. Now, you going to override what Jesus said? Hmm. Did you not know that the enemy done creeped in a many organization and then crippled their mind about being born again? That they overlooked what the scripture said, what Jesus even spoke and tried to give it to them plain, just like he, you need to get you some Nicodemus, sis. Even in holiness. There are a lot of folks that in apostolic Pentecostal church don't believe in the infilling of the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost no more. Don't believe in water baptism in Jesus' That's name right. is necessary. That's right. So it's easy to get, get deceived in this hour. Yes, sir. And some of them are saying you can go either way. You can get baptized in Jesus' name or you can get baptized by the Son Holy Ghost. It's the same. Not unless you do it according to what the scriptures say. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, you had to get the revelation of what it meant. That's right. Spirit of God, not the spirit of the devil. That's right. Amen. It is common courtesy to show appreciation to someone who comes to your rescue or your hour of need. And nobody won't appreciate Jesus. They want to talk his name, but the appreciation is not there. Amen. It should be even more appreciative to the one that saved your life, brought you up out of a horrible pit. Good God Almighty. When you had nowhere to go but hell bound, Jesus was saying, I can keep you from going. All you got to do is hold my hand. And I can keep you out of that pit. Come on now. Gave you an ever living hope and confidence through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Take a good look at your future being born anew into an inheritance from God which is imperishable. Inher you know, they look at inheritance, Pastor, like they're looking for something materialistic. But guess what? Your inheritance is eternal life. You got to look at it. I'm trying to inherit it to live forever. I cannot afford to let you rob me out of that inheritance. You can steal my money. You can take my car. You can wear my rags. But I can't let you have my salvation. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's the inheritance that Jesus brought to us. We didn't have part of that. We had no part in eternal life. Jesus brought that to us. And we can't glorify the man that brought us 
eternal life? Come on now. We've been looking at this thing in all other directions instead of straight ahead. Amen. But we got to get there to be partakers of this great inheritance. You got to get there. Now, it's our job to work towards getting there. And the only way that we're going to work towards getting there, we got to follow the instructions that is found in the book. And by the apostles that was chosen by Jesus Christ with him being the chief cornerstone. I was their teacher. I taught them. Now I send them to teach you. Come on now. Run to 2 Timothy chapter 4 right quick. All these folks that's trying to tell you that it ain't necessary, I need to go on record for you to tell them to go somewhere and kick rocks. Because whatever the book say, I need to do it. Huh? Whatever was lying out by the apostles of plan of salvation, that's what I need to be following. Not you. What heaven have you been to? What heaven do you own? Come on now. And half of them don't even own the house they live in. How they going to tell you how to get to heaven? Come on now. Second Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8. Look at what Paul said. For I am now ready, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love him. You better be loving God coming back. Huh? Come on now. You got to fight a good fight of faith. You got to lay hold on eternal life. You got to grab it like your life depends on it, which it really does. Come on now. We want to hold it loosely. Come on now. We want to tell the word of God, you're crowding me. You better let it crowd you. You better let it crowd you to the point that it squeezes you. Huh? Huh? That you find it on every side of you. We're approaching that time. That we need to be not of the word. We need to be in the word. Come on now. You better let the word of God be your firefighter suit. Because if the word of God ain't your firefighter suit. That other one is going to burn. Come on now. God's position is to keep you protected and shielded by the power of God through your faith. Why is we not working on our faith, Pastor? The only thing that we really got to offer God is our faith. You got to work on your faith. 
Come on now. Your faith will cause mountains to be moved. Huh? Amen. And don't you think that we got some mountains that need to be moved? Put your faith to work. Let your faith hammer on that mountain and let it keep hammering on that mountain. Don't say this mountain ain't going to fall. You just tell that faith to keep swinging that sludge because after a while it's going to crack. Come on now. Yes, sir. Go ahead and answer. Try to answer that. The reason why we, our faith is not being increased is because we're not going through the trials. And we're blaming other folks and we're trying all that we can not to go through the situation that God has got before us. Because uh -huh. the only way to get to the other side is your faith has to increase. Yes, sir. Other than that, you say you stay the same. Stagnated. And, and people that don't go through and they run, uh, I, I remember when, when uh, Pastor Golden used to teach us that you don't run from the house of God you run when you're going through. You run to, you run to the house yes, of God and you Keep your mouth closed and praise and worship God. Yes, sir. And God will eventually, if he don't change that situation, he'll give you the strength to grow. That's right. Amen. And some of it is growth. We need to grow. We need to shut our mouths, stop blaming other folks, get on our knees and pray, and seek the face of God Instead of praying against folks, we need to be praying that God give us strength to go through. Nobody want to do that anymore. No, they want God to move it out of the way, cast it into the sea of forgetfulness, but they don't want to go through. Absolutely. Good point. Good, valid point. Amen. We don't Pastor, we don't look at it as a trial. We don't look at it as a growth mechanism. We look at it as, oh, why is me? God might have sent it for your growth. So when you learn how to go through one trial, your next trial might be a whole lot easier to go through because your faith just got built. You're going to stay down and you're going to stoop. It may be the same time next year you get the same trial. Yes, sir. You don't get a different trial because you can't pass the first one. How can you go in the fog if you don't pass the first one you went through? <laughs> and, and, and I can give y'all a little wisdom. Me and the pastor, we sometimes we sit and watch uh, the situation that surface. And some of the trial, that same person, that trial come back to that same person every year around the same time because they didn't go through it the first time. That's tough. That God keep taking you around the mulberry bush and bringing you right back 
where you failed the first time and you never got past that trial. Wow. But we grow. Huh? Come on, somebody. Go ahead. Us that we've got to go on unto perfection. And, and, and we as saints, we think we don't have to go through uh, and, and get to perfection. It is the trial that works that stuff out of you. Because you got in you, you done cursed somebody out, you done lied on somebody, and God got to break that rock through. And, and if you ain't careful, you're lying on God through the trial. Mm -hmm. He going to bring me out. He going to make my enemies my food. He told you that. <laughs> you lying on God. You're so used to lying. Uh-huh. And so we, and, 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 and then, I don't know if you realize it or not, but, and we make it look like God isn't doing what God said he would do. Can, now, can you imagine the way we go through and the sinners watching us? They ain't got to tell you that they watching us. The Bible tells you they're watching, watching us. You. That's right. And we wonder why we can't reach nobody. Your lifestyle and my lifestyle. We're like, as hard as you making it, every time I see you, you used to be happy. You done got church now. You went over there with them sanctified folks. You're mean and depressed. <laughs> now, who going to follow you to church? Nobody. Your shadow don't even want to follow you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We're making it hard when it doesn't have to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good word. Amen. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. Read those three verses, please. Had inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or uh, what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified aforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that has preached the gospel unto you with, with the who? With the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Good God Almighty. You mean to tell me, Lamont, you got something that the angels wanted to know about? You got something that the prophets prophesied about and tried to look off into it, but they couldn't see that far? They prophesied about it, but they did not experience it? 
And you sitting up here acting like you can take it or leave it. Wow. Saints, it's time for us to get back to getting hungry. Huh? We're in an hour that we need to be hungry before spiritual starvation comes. The salvation which had come to you, the prophet searched. Now you you, you got to look at this now, prophet of God. If he searched for something, man, he went he went deep. He didn't do no 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 shallow study. He went deep. He tried to find out what. Uh, he probably went to God. So, God, what are you talking about? What what? Why can I find this at, Lord? Lord, prophet, tell him, it's not your time. Amen. They searched carefully and inquired about this future way of salvation. They wanted to know about this Jesus that they kept prophesying about. Here the prophecy, the prophecy come to them, and they don't get a quite understanding. Who is this man that God keeps talking to me about? Who is this way that God keeps speaking about? And the only thing God will tell them, not your time yet. Amen. They prophesied about it. They seeked it, and they wanted to know by whom this was going to come about from. They wanted to know who is going to bring this awesome prophecy that God is telling us about. Who's going to be this man? You know, in their mind, they might have thought he was going to be, man, somebody, he is great, but they thought he was going to be somebody physically. Appearance, you know. You know how we look for greatness to be in the appearances. Come on now. Uh, they might have thought he was going to come riding in on six white horses. Who knows? But he came low. <laughs> come on, somebody. He came unseen, unknown. Wow. He came into a the life of them that would believe in him. Huh? He wasn't looking for no great big old audience because he knew everybody wasn't going to believe. But he was looking for them that would believe. Amen. Because guess what? Yo, that's what your salvation is based on. Who reported you going to believe? Amen. They prophesied about it, but they just couldn't find how this phenomenon and this extraordinary grace that should come unto you. Look what God had planned for you. This plan was made for you. God said, I'm going to Come by folks that are not even searching for me. Not even looking for me. I'm going to turn from y'all to think you know so much. And I'm going to go to them that just got an open heart to know. Your heart got to be open. 
The prophet probed diligently to know what's been reserved for you, and you act as if you could care less or what's the big deal? <laughs> what's the big deal about this Holy Ghost thing? Huh? It ain't for this time. Who gave you that information? That the Holy Ghost wasn't for this time. Because you went into the book of Corinthians and misunderstood the words of Paul and got crossed up in your mind because you didn't want to seek after the Spirit of God. You didn't want to find out what the Spirit of God had for you. Hmm. You know, that's what they get tied up in. Book of Corinthians, when talking about uh, you should shut up in the church when you're speaking in tongues. Well, you got to get the understanding. Everybody grab a scripture and run off with it without the understanding. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter 13 right quick. Must have been something in there that Jesus had to say. Why about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, he's been to talk to you faith walkers. Are you there? 13 verses 16 and 17. Let's read it. Blessed are your eyes... For they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men had desired to see those things which you see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear, and have. You mean to tell me that you got all of this privilege, and won't take advantage of it? You got this awesome blessing that was sent to you that even the prophets wanted to know about. They heard about it, but they couldn't see it. That it then came to you and you can't appreciate what God is doing in you. Ooh, I hate to see you on that day. That you don't appreciate your God. And he said, blessed are your eyes. Hmm. Something else when God gives you some spiritual eyes, ain't it? Lord, have mercy. You've been too busy trying to look with your natural eye that you, you, you're overlooking what God is trying to do with you in the spirit realm. That you can hear, you know what I'm talking about? That you can hear from the Holy Ghost? How can you hear from the Holy Ghost if you say it ain't necessary? How can you hear from the Holy Ghost if you don't want it? How can you hear the Holy Ghost when you say it is not prevalent in this hour? This is the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. Hmm. 
Come on now. God reserved his glory for such a time as this. For the spirit of Christ to dwell on the inside of you. And you're feeling like it's not necessary. You got to let the Holy Ghost get in. You got to get you some Nicodemus sense. Amen. Newsflash, you can't enter into the kingdom of God without it, Mr. and Mrs. Nicodemus. You must be born of the water and of the spirit. It's a must. It's a must because it's a requirement. Anybody that don't have the Holy Ghost, get hungry. You need to start asking God on your daily basis, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit, God. Because my life depends on it. Come on, somebody. It's time out from being so comfortable with where you are. God got a plan for you. And you can't, you can't get in the plan unless you get in the spirit. Huh? God ain't in the business of promoting flesh. God is in the business of promoting spiritual in heavenly places. You don't want the heavenly blessing, but you're trying to go there? You need an introduction. You need an introduction how to act in the spirit because guess what? When you go there, that's all going to be there. Amen. This extraordinary event was prophesied by the prophet about the death and the burial and the resurrection and the glorification of Jesus Christ that is kept by God for such a time as this for us. You got to believe Jesus got up. You can't believe Jesus got up, you're not going to get up either. Come on, somebody. If the king of kings... And the Lord of Lords could not rise from the grave and he had to be the firstborn from the dead. Guess what? You're going to remain dead too. Come on now. He spoke and things was. My God, my God. You mean to tell me that he can speak and change things for you? Change things in you? Change things because of you? And you can't glorify him? Better get out of your high heel shoes and put your tennis on. So if you got to take out the running, you better get gone. Amen. It's time for the saints of God to have some joy. Amen. Time out for us coming to church looking like a sour pickle. With no bumps. <laughs> Come on now. Like God owe you something. Huh? And some said like you the epitome of salvation. Baby, you got to be saved every day. Amen. Don't you think that you already got it made? The mud. I need him to wash me every day. 
I got some dirt between my toes that I might have skipped over. My fingernails are not all clean. So I need a manicure from glory. Because I can't depend on man to give it to me. Because he needs one too. You need to stop running to folks think that you can get in the presence of God. You need to go to the presence of God because he's the only one can let you in his presence. Hmm, am I in the right place? Let's go to Luke 24 then, if I'm in the right house. Because guess what? All I know is what the word of God said. I don't know nothing else. Don't claim to know nothing else. Come on now. Show don't have no doctoral degree, but I got biblical degree. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I got a degree that came from glory that didn't nobody give it to me, but the one that gave it to me, and that was Jesus Christ himself. Biblical degree. 44 through 49. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which was written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerned. And you do know he fulfilled them. Huh? Come on, somebody. Before he left here, he fulfilled everything that was spoken about him. Read the book. Then open he the... Wait a minute. You mean to tell me you can't get this unless he opened up your understanding? Come on now. Do you not know that he's speaking that this is a spiritual thing? This knowledge, this understanding that he opened up must come from glory. This is what he called first-hand news. Not second-hand. Not something that was passed on. Come on, somebody. Not nothing that you got out of the bathroom. This is first-hand, first-class news that was sent from glory. <coughs> then he opened their understanding that they might understand the what? He opened up their understanding to get an understanding of what the Word of God said, and now you're trying to override what God said? What kind of a fool is you going to be? That he came to open up scriptures so that you could get an understanding. You know what he's saying? If you just read it without me opening it, you still don't know nothing. Huh? Come on now. That's why you got so many jack-leg folks out there twisting the word of God because they don't have an understanding. They didn't hang around long enough to get their eyes open. 
they still sleepwalking. Sleepwalking in the scriptures and don't know what they're walking in the darkness. Nothing and nobody supersedes what the Holy Ghost has to say in this dispensation. Nobody. Not your uncle. Not your bishop. Not your possums. Nobody supersedes the Holy Ghost. Come on now. And he said unto them, thus it is written. It's got to be written, y'all. You tell them, is it written? Was it spoken? Did God endorse it? Or you just jumping off the top of your head? Come on now. Did God tell you that the Holy Ghost wasn't necessary for this dispensation? Can anybody tell me what God said the Holy Ghost ain't for the church? If the Holy Ghost ain't there, it ain't church. It's just an installation. It's just a building. It's just a group of people that hanging out. It's a social club. It's bad when the church reduced down to a social club. Amen. So, he said it's written, does it behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from dead the third day? If you don't believe he got up, you ain't getting up either. Huh? If he didn't go back to glory, you ain't going either. <laughs> get that in your crawl right now. If Jesus didn't get up from the grave, baby, when you lay down in the grave, you done for. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations. Preacher, you better preach repentance and remission of sin in nobody else but Jesus Christ. The Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there was no remission. Which one of you highfalutin installators hung on the cross? Not a one. Huh? How many of them out there is willing to die for you? Not a one. Huh? And you can't appreciate the one that did? Come on now. The one that his blood washed away your sins? Made you new and turned you around? Set your feet on solid ground? Establish your going and told you to run on to see what the end is going to be? Did nobody do that but Jesus? Huh? 
And for the rest of your life, you need to honor that name, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Don't let no devil out of hell take Jesus out your mouth. Am I talking to somebody? Preach in the name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. He didn't leave the Jews out. He said beginning at Jerusalem, but it's going to spread to you. But it had a starting point. It had a starting point in the motherland. It had a starting point where he was born. It had a starting point with the people that was called out. But it didn't have to end with them. It spread it to them that are afar off. Come on, somebody. Yes, sir. Ones that don't believe that, they ain't got to worry about looking for the Antichrist. All they got to do is look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. They no, it. They, they, they it. They're the Antichrist. Yeah. They are the working spirit of the Antichrist. Yep. Yeah. That's right, pal. You, you already, you already at work, huh? You already re uh, repairing the way for the enemy. Look what he said. He said, and you are witness of these things. And behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. But tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endured with power what was that power? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. And every and anybody that is going back with God when he show up is going to have to have the Holy Ghost. Bar none. You ain't got the power. And I don't think I would be willing to wait and play the roll of the dice to see if I'm going to make it in. Huh? I wouldn't want to wait to see if I got the right lottery ticket to make it to glory. I want to go for the sure thing. Huh? I want to get Jesus Christ. I want to get the Holy Ghost because he's going to be the only thing that's going to be able to get me up out of the grave. Because you know what? He said, you got to hear the voice of the Lord. How can you hear something that you ain't got? Hmm. Food for thought. Amen. And guess what? And Jesus said... These things must come by preaching of the gospel. You've got to hear the word of God. Ain't no way around you not hearing the word of God and making it in. Amen. And he said a place as well as he set somebody over you. To give you that word. Let's go back to 1 Peter. 
verses 13 to 